Welcome to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. This is a deep dive into my life, my stories, my experiences, the things that I love to talk about, the things that inspire me, and my thoughts and observations about the world. This is a podcast where you'll mostly find me sharing myself uncensored, but where you will also meet amazing guests and hear about topics that will inspire you to keep learning, to keep searching for your truth, and to guide you to be unapologetically you. What does it mean to face your fears? I'm not here to convince you of anything. I'm not here to show you the better way of doing things. I'm not here to tell you I know best. I'm not here to pretend I'm perfect because I'm not. I have fears. I have challenges. I battle with my inner thoughts. I shame myself. I get angry at myself and I forget my mission sometimes. I'm here to show you that being human is okay. I'm here to tell you that even if you don't believe you've got what it takes, you've got what it takes. Even if you want to give up on yourself, give up on your dreams, your dreams won't abandon you. Even when you feel like you've lost yourself, you will always return. I'm here to show you that despite your fears, you can heal and that you can live a happy life because I've done it and I choose it every day. My intention is to share with you my life, my lessons, my journey, my healing in hopes that it will inspire you to explore and ignite your curiosity about everything. I believe life is meant to be explored and lived to the fullest, the good and the bad, the joyful and the scary, the yin and the yang, the truth and the lies. Because when you find yourself at rock bottom All there is to do now is rise. I have been for days thinking about what to talk about in my first episode. I have plenty of possible topics. I've done my research. I've got my notes. But there was not a single topic I had written down that truly inspired me. It's not that those topics don't inspire me. It's that in this present moment, they weren't reaching me. I am different, I guess you could say. If I don't feel inspired in the moment about something, I just can't make myself do it. And if I make myself do it, I suffer through it and it doesn't feel good and it does not come out good. And that is my dilemma. Have you ever heard of the Enneagram? The Enneagram is an ancient South American system dividing the world into nine major belief systems, each being influenced by the belief system that precedes it and the one that it follows, or the one that it follows. Well, I am a number four on the Enneagram. I am what they call an individualist. Number fours are like the artists of the world. They are the ones that create deep, from within their experiences. They are the ones that sway with the wind, so to say. They cannot be corralled. They cannot be put into a box because they are like their name describes them, the individualists. This reminds me of the planet Uranus that travels the opposite direction from all the other planets as well as 
is positioned perpendicular in, in relationship to all the other planets. So it's basically backwards or it does its own thing and it doesn't care what people think. Uranus does not like to be put in a box. Uranus is different, unique. It's not your average, whatever you want to call it. Number fours are also in this thing called a feeling type, meaning that they rely on their feelings to make decisions. My feelings are everything to me. I feel to the deepest depths of my soul sometimes, even when I don't want to. It just happens. It's just part of the way that I experience the world and I, and I make sense of the world. Number of fours are highly sensitive. They're often psychic. They're deeply connected to the realm beyond this human experience. They are often channels for messages to come through. Did you know that in some tribes around the world, when a child exhibits this type of behavior, they are set apart from the other children and they're trained to embrace their gifts. They are deeply connected and that is a major resource to the tribe. These are the children that become the shamans, the healers, the guiding light for the entire community because they can connect to the three worlds, the underworld, the ukupacha, the 3D world, the, the present reality, the, the keipacha, and the upper world, which is called the hanakpacha. And basically, these three realms represent hell, earth, and heaven. And so these children's ability to see beyond the veil is considered a major gift, and it's recognized early on, and it's encouraged. Now, our world today has no room for these sensitive souls. In fact, I grew up being told that there was something wrong with me. I specifically remember being asked by my mother on many occasions, what is wrong with you? ¿Qué te pasa? And if I was, as if I was, you know, broken or something, I would cry easy. My, my feelings would be hurt easily. I was often scared of the world out there. And, you know, my parents, especially my dad, had the thought that he wasn't sure that I was going to make it in the world. And damn, that's intense to know. That's intense to hear. Years ago, my dad and I were walking at an open space in Boulder, Colorado with my dogs. And he said to me, you know, I always thought you were the weak one. Ouch. But I kept listening. He said, because you were so sensitive, I worried about whether you would make it in the world. But now I see that you are the strongest one. And he was referring to my capacity to dive deep into the emotional realms. The, the, most people, are, are they kind of deny themselves this. They, they, they're not able to do it. You know, he said, your sensitivity has made you so strong Nothing can defeat you and you desire to dive, your desire to dive deep into your feelings is a gift. So powerful. It's like your superpower. And he may not know it, but that statement meant everything to me. Everything. All I ever wanted in my life was for my parents to love me for who I was. To not try to tell me that 
what I needed was to have a master's degree or a doctorate degree or to be a professor at a university or or tell me what the person I was choosing to be with should look like or the that the path that I was choosing for myself was wrong and that I was basically making all the wrong decisions. Those dreams that I once thought were mine were actually not mine. And I was able or at least I was I was being judged based on their insecurities and their fears. But when I heard my dad say this to me, I finally felt understood. And for the first time, I knew I didn't have to prove anything to him. I didn't have to be someone I'm not. I didn't have to stroke his ego. My dad is the one that actually showed up for me no matter where I was or who I was choosing to be with. No matter how shady of characters I was deciding to surround myself with. He would come and visit me and cook for everybody and just spend time with me. And he may not know it, but I see it so clearly now. All the experiences I've had have all derived from me wanting to know who I was. My motto in life is, how do you learn if you don't dive deep? And to hear these words coming out of his mouth to see the the growth that he had made as a person not as a father specifically but but like as a person and coming to me like person to person and not as like a parent to a child or you know someone who knows more than you who is wiser than you who can it can be a little condescending not in that way but like person to person it was like music to my ears And all I felt in that moment was just plain gratitude that he had the courage to say it to me. And and by that time, I actually actually had done a a lot of growth on my own and a lot of discovering on my own. And um, life was looking, starting to look quite different for me. And, you know, in the future, I'll probably make a, um, you know, future podcast about what my life was (laughs) during that crazy time. Um, but basically I had already, I I started to make some pretty powerful changes and I think he was seeing like, whoa, this, this woman, you know, it's no longer like just my daughter or my little girl. Like this woman is like showing, showing me what's up, you know? (laughs) So another thing to mention here is that at, at this point in his life, my father had recently moved back to Argentina and he had begun facing his own monsters, and, and his monster, like his core wound, his like biggest fear that never allowed him to be free was the unprocessed, the, the unprocessed emotions that were, that were caused by the death of his little brother. He had never allowed himself to face it, to grieve. He was the one that had actually found his little brother at the bottom of the pool. And in his whole life, he was never allowed to be with it. He just repressed it. He was, you know, trying to be strong, but it kept him locked up in this cage where you never saw his emotions because they were locked up deep inside. And when he began to work with a therapist and he started to face his pain and allow himself to finally grieve, 
he realized how much strength it takes to be with your emotions, to be with your fears, to face your monsters. And only after going through that experience himself or, you know, healing through the fear or despite the fear or like just kind of, you know, taking, you know, dive, going straight towards the fear instead of like, you know, running away from it. Only after he had had his experience of that could he finally and truly see me. And, you know, number fours on the Enneagram, the individualists, they rely so much on their feelings. I rely so much on my feelings that sometimes, you know, we have many ups and downs. It's like a daily thing for us. If, if, if number fours don't get a good grip on their emotions, they can veer too much towards the dark side. And I've been there. I've done that and it's not fun. But for sensitive people like the individualist, you can't take that experience from them. It's like they can't skip a step. Most people skip the step. They, they just kind of jump right over the, oh, look at that. I don't want to face that. I don't want to look at that. And they're like, let's just move on and pretend it's not there. But number fours can't do that. <laughs> they can't skip that step. They have to feel the pain. They have to feel the anger. They have to feel all of the emotions that are rising and they have to choose for themselves what to do with it. It's kind of like a little bit of like a stubbornness if you really think about it. But what's important to understand here is that number fours cannot be anything but authentic. You know, and, and this means that they they are going to feel the shit out of everything. You can't stop it. If they're angry, you're going to know they're angry. If they're sad, you're going to know it. If, you know, they're happy, you're going to know it. They wear their like inner selves on their sleeves. Like they wear their emotions on their sleeves. Like they're just like fully transparent. They cannot hide from the world. And that's why they're so tortured. They're like the tortured souls of the world. And they, you know, they, they end up creating these, these, these art, this, you know, music and poems that are just like so intense. And everybody's like, wow, like, look at that. You know, like the truth is right there. And like, everyone's like, yeah, they're tortured souls because, um, most people are are not that damn authentic. Like most people can't even allow themselves to feel <laughs> as if like the feelings are wrong or like if if seeing like that core hardcore truth is like the devil or something or as if, you know, feelings will, you know, take take them out of control and they're going to lose themselves in it. Right. But that is an illusion because every single day, you know, th- these people they, they choose to lose themselves to hide their authentic selves, their, you know, their authentic feelings because they need to stay in control. And that's like the, the, the restriction of the emotions. That's like, I'm going to put a box around my heart. Like I'm going to protect my heart and I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to even like see what's in there because it's too scary to look at that. But the number four, they like let go of the control. The four surrenders to life. The four gives in to the experience. They will take the time they need to process what comes up, especially the uncomfortable emotions. And that's what you look at a floor and you'd be like, oh my God, they're going through it again. You know, they're like, what? People think that something's wrong with them because they're so intense. Um, And they will sit with their emotions for days, sometimes weeks, months, sometimes years. 
And there's not a damn thing that you can do about that. You have to let them feel it. You have to let them process it. You have to let them get through it. Number four, teach us to not run away, but to run directly towards what makes you uncomfortable. And that's their superpower. I have learned to understand my gifts and to recognize when I'm entering, you know, the the realm of the deep emotions and, you know, where everything stops because all I can do is is feel feel my fears. And and sometimes it feels like I'm being taken over. But that doesn't mean that I can't, you know, that I can stop that from happening because I can't. The the the, the emotion will fully engulf me sometimes. Now, I'm actually recording this episode the week that we're seeing Chiron conjunct Mars in the sky. And this is a heavy transit. I went live on Instagram to talk about how it's going to bring up the truth, about how it's going to make us face our fears and how we have to allow these things to be seen so that, you know, they can actually be healed. I have shared that Chiron being the wounded healer and Mars in Aries wanting to launch forward without thinking sometimes can be like a wake-up call, like a, like a slap in the face because they ask us to see things that we are either not ready to see or unwilling to see or trying really hard not to admit or experience. Healing our ego wounds is what this transit is all about. It's about facing our fears, about seeing those parts of ourselves that we are literally afraid of. But it's one thing to talk about the transit and to explain what it can possibly feel like or how it can possibly manifest in your life. And it's another to experience it myself. And this is the part of me that I don't think people get to see very often and I'm hoping that, you know, this podcast, I know that this podcast is going to give people an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better, like all of me, not just, you know, the the persona or what I present on my YouTube channel or my Instagram feed. And because we all know that, like, you know, when we put ourselves out there, especially if you're like an influencer or someone who, you know, has, you know, followers or things like that, I mean, the experience that we have is like, we look at these people and we're like, oh my God, they're like amazing. Like, look at them go, you know, they have so much wisdom and like, they have so much to share. And oh my God, I'm just going to like put them on this like pedestal because I am not there yet. But like, hello, like they came from somewhere too. How do you think they got where they were at? And like, everyone's human, you know? And so being able to to have a platform and I that's what I was so excited about with this podcast is like being able to have a platform to actually be me like fully me and like not be scared you know to like say something inappropriate or, or like uh cuss a little too much which I actually do a little too much of sometimes on YouTube but um anyways I just I'm I'm just really excited to be able to like share like me to you and to talk because I really love talking. <laughs> so what you're going to see here is like the, the, the uncut me, right? And, and not, not what, I, what I present 
usually. Um, some of that too, because I mean, I'm not going to be unprofessional, <laughs> but I've got a lot of Gemini energy in my 12th house. And it's like, that is, you know, the part of me that like loves to talk and communicate and express myself like really freely. So you're going to, you're, you're going to see all of me and, um, I'm going to have so much fun with this. So let me, let me tell you basically what I experience today which was the inspiration for this podcast. So since yesterday, which was the day that Chiron and Mars actually conjuncted in Aries, I've been feeling this like really weird uncomfortability within myself. And like I was getting crabby and like I was like testy and I was like agitated and I was feeling anxiety. And I thought, okay, it's, it, it, I know what's going on. I know the transits are intense. I know this is heavy. I'm like, I'm just going to sleep it off. <laughs> and so I thought it would go away overnight, but it didn't. And today I was like on my, my walk with my dog Gaia and I felt it again. I felt like this anger coming up, like this sadness or like this like fear of the future, like feeling lost. The tears come and, and you know, you can't stop them because well, I mean, I'm a four and I just explained to you why I can't, but I can't stop them. And I don't because I don't want to stop them. Like, I, I repressing my feelings has been something that I've done way too much of because I've been told that some, something wrong with me. And when I realize that I shouldn't be suppressing my feelings, I don't like at all. I just cry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm crying in front of people. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, then comes this realization that like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what's coming next. I'm afraid of like doing the wrong thing. I feel like I can lose everything in a single moment. I, I feel uncertain. I feel lost, confused. All of these emotions happening all at once. And I'm on the phone with my husband and he's like encouraging me to voice what I'm feeling. And I love that about him. I love that he is, he just holds such like beautiful space for me to like be my savage, you know, 12th house Gemini self. Um, and so I started to talk and I can feel myself getting like choked up and like I could feel myself like tensing up because I realized that there's parts of me that I really don't like. There's parts of me that scare me. Like there's parts of me that I feel I have no control over. There are parts of me that are addicted, that that are addicted to life being a certain way. And there's like these belief systems sometimes that like come to the surface that are like so limiting it like they scare me. It would blow your mind. And their thoughts of like wanting what I feel like I don't have enough of, which is money, security, love, connection, freedom, but especially like financial security. That's like that's like a big fear of mine. Don and I have been, you know, looking into purchasing property and moving again. And the way I say again, to emphasize the fact that like, I really don't want to do it because we recently just moved to Oregon, like last October. And it's bringing up a lot of insecurity in me and I'm resisting the change because I hate change. I really do. <laughs> I hate the thought of having to pack everything again, just to move somewhere where I don't know that I'm hundred percent going to like it. I mean, like anybody would feel right? A little weird about that. <laughs> Anyways, the thing is that I feel comfortable. Like there's like a, an illusion of comfortableness in my life right now because things are not exactly like fully hundred percent like stable, 
but somehow there's the comfort of it because it's like I have my my little apartment and I have my little office and I have my little studio and those are the things that I have my books and I have like my little workstation and you know I get I get my orders and you know I like put all this time and effort and work into everything that I do and that's my comfort and like I don't want that to end (laughs) you know what I mean um but basically um right now I feel that that like illusion of comfortableness um and so and there's moments where I wish things could stay the way they are but life is like throwing this curved ball at me right now it's it's throwing a curved ball at all of us right now to be honest and in my personal life, this is how I'm experiencing it. And it's saying, remember when you preach about being okay with change? Like, remember when you talk about how, you know, we have been open to what the universe, we have to be open to what the universe has. Like, remember when you say that we have to go with the flow and, you know, and then the little voice says, are you walking the talk? <laughs> and then and that's when all the feelings of like shame just like come flooding in. And I start feeling, you know, I start being really hard on myself and feeling like, well, I'm a fraud. And that only really exacerbates the situation. And I know this and I'm watching myself do this, but there's something that is saying like, let it flow, let it out, speak it. Like, don't be afraid to feel it, right? Just feel it, be with it and see what happens. Be with the feelings, see where they come from, because you can always learn from what comes up. You can always learn, like once you face the fear Everything that it brings up, all of the emotions are opportunities for you to learn. And that's the voice of wisdom in me. That's the voice that always comes through no matter what is going on in my life. That's the channel for grace. That's like the channel that opens up and it's like, here comes the power of the universe, you know, like take it in, drink it up, you know, it's like that is the channel that opens up. That's that voice and it always comes through and I always know it's there, but like sometimes I, I think I like flirt with it or like I pretend, you know what I mean? Cause, cause it's funny. Like I go back and forth between feeling intense emotion and like intense, you know, whatever emotion comes up and and then feeling like everything's okay, you know, but that's the voice that says it's okay. You're going to be okay. (laughs) Everything is going to be okay. And of course, I respond with like in in that moment, like right now I'm laughing about it because this is after the fact and it's over. <laughs> like the episode is over. The emotional intense episode is over. And so, but in that moment, I'm feeling it. Like it's my truth, you know, like I can't hide. I can't run away from it. I can't do anything, but just like be with it. And I'm like responding. I'm like listening to the little wisdom voice and I'm going, whatever, sure. <laughs> you know, because in that moment, I, I actually, I don't believe it. But I know deep within that I do believe that voice too. And when I actually look back at my life and I remember when I was in situations that were difficult, that threw me down on the floor, right? On the ground that took me, took away all my faith that like tested my faith, you know, in every single one of those moments when I feel completely lost, when I feel like the world was over when, when I felt like I couldn't survive, like I couldn't live, I mean, yes, number fours are seriously that dramatic. <laughs> I always came back. I've actually written songs about this. I've written a lot of songs about my whole life. But I always come back. I always 
find myself again. Like that's the journey, right? Like to find yourself. And I always return to the light. And when I do, I'm like, thank the Lord Almighty. I get, you know, I get scared when I go deep into the rabbit hole because there's never a guarantee that I'll come out. And my mind, oh my God, my mind just doesn't ever stop thinking. I mean, I have sun in Gemini, Venus in Gemini, North Node in Gemini, Chiron in Gemini. I'm a Gemini rising and it's all like in my 12th house. My mind just like doesn't stop. It's like a runaway train sometimes and it just doesn't stop. And so sometimes all that energy, all that Gemini energy, it gets out of control and I know it and I'm like watching it happen and it's like the runaway train that I can't, there's nothing I can do. And I ignore those signs and then I just keep pushing myself. And so I end up crashing and burning. So what's the point of me sharing all this with you? Well, the point is to tell you that all of it, like all of your emotions, everything that you feel is okay. All of it. There's not a single thing that I did wrong. There's not a single thought that, that was not okay to have that I had in my experience of facing this, like these deep fears that came up today, it was all okay. It is all okay. And when I steer away from emotional balance and security, and then I come back, that's the moment where I feel like the, the gratitude for who I am, for being that number four, for being that individualist, because I have the ability to feel everything and then always come back to my center. It's like the pendulum that swings from one end to the other, but eventually it stops swinging and it finds its center and then it gets bored. And so it's like, let's go again. You know, that's a number four for you. (laughs) Sometimes you like crave those intense, wicked, (laughs) dark moments. So I, I went through this process today where, you know, deep seated fears came up. And in that moment, you know, where the tears were falling down my face, where I felt choked up and scared and you know, it's so crazy that that's usually the moment when the inspiration comes. And today, when I was there, that's when the inspiration came. And it said, you have to write about or talk about what it's like to face your fears. You have to start the podcast with this. Because even this act of sharing this right now with you, like my vulnerability, like, yeah, this happened. Did I really want to tell the whole world about it? I guess I did (laughs) right it's scary as fuck but there is some force deep within my being that says it's time it's time to share your voice and I share my voice but not really like this I don't think I've I've never done anything like this before so this is like that's why I call this the channel for grace uncut because it's uncut you know and it's time to share my story and that's that voice that keeps like hey (laughs) look at me listen to me And so maybe, you know, I feel like, you know, maybe someday, this is what I tell myself, like someday maybe you'll write a book, you know. Um, I've been like saying I'm going to write a book forever. And then I was like, but wait a minute, in a podcast, I can just like talk my book out, you know, because these are the thoughts that I have about writing. But now I can actually just tell them to you and you can just listen to me like an audible and it just feels perfect. It feels right for me right now. This feels right. This feels like exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And so here I am trying to be my best 
you know, trying my best to be authentic, to be all me, to share my experience, because I know that when other people share their experiences, I feel better. Like I feel better. I feel like I'm not alone. I feel like there's hope in the world. And hope is my favorite thing ever. Hope, I'm like, yes, I will always come back to hope. By the way, number fours have like favorites of everything. They have like a million favorite things. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I have a little, you know, niece that's also a number four, two nieces that are number fours, surprisingly enough, like surprise, surprise. I wonder who's going to, you know, who they're going to one day decide to learn from. <laughs> but they're always like, that's my favorite. And I'm like, no, oh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Like all day long. This goes on all day long. <laughs> but if I feel better when I listen to someone else's story and if I feel inspired when I listen to someone else's story, there's like my Gemini logic. Um, when I, when someone else, you know, shows, shows me their vulnerability and, and I feel inspired by it and I feel a deep calling to begin to share my story, like I have to show up because I know the feeling when every cell of my being says, yes, yes, yes. And I started feeling it with this podcast and it was not intentional. It was like really random, but this is what happens. It's like the inspiration randomly comes. And one of my favorite teachers whose name is Teal Swan, you can, you know, check out all her videos on YouTube and stuff. She's like, when inspiration comes, you need to act on it. You can't like, oh, I'll write it down and then I'll come back and, and, and deal with that later. No, because that's not how inspiration works. Inspiration works in the moment. And like, I have been for the last couple of weeks, maybe three, three, four weeks, like the podcast, the podcast, start the podcast. What are you going to do with the podcast? How are you, what are you going to call it? What are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Like that's it, it, the inspiration is like, let's do this. And so I'm like, okay, it's time. That's the big yes that I've been feeling deep within me for a while now. Um, and this happens with me with like all of my projects. Like I will start a project. Um, but if it doesn't feel right, like I said, it, I can't do it. It won't work. Like it doesn't fit. The puzzle doesn't fit. You know, um, it's like the Jenga that you pull the piece out and the whole thing falls. Um, or like you're trying to like fit a shape into a shape that's not the shape that it fits into. <laughs> and that's like what happens, you know, with me when I try to force it. But this is not forced. Like this is like, let's go. And when I listen to that inspiration, everything flows like so freaking easily. And if I truly believe that I have a mission in this world, whether I call myself a light worker or a star seed or whatever name you want to give it, there are moments when I, I also have to show up in that vulnerability because I know how much of a powerful force of healing that is. And today, you just watched me show up in my vulnerability. And that is the ultimate reason why this podcast, because ultimately, I want healing for humanity. I want healing for the earth. I want freedom and independence. I don't want censorship. And I believe that a better future is upon us. But if we are not able to be vulnerable in front of each other, if we are not able to feel free to express ourselves, if we're not able to make mistakes, then what do we, what are we? Like, are we robots? Like, I don't think so. So I hope that this first episode activates your curiosity and makes you wonder, what if? What if healing is possible? What does it even look like? And one thing, you know, that I want to add here is 
if we allow ourselves that that freedom, if we allow ourselves that freedom to actually explore, that's where we learn. And I have heard, you know, a lot of different spiritual teachings about what actually makes a difference in the world. And believe it or not, the biggest difference that you can make starts with you. It starts with like questioning your belief systems. It starts with questioning even your faith and, and, and like breaking down all the things that make you who you are and being like, is that me? Is that not me? It's the inner work, the inner work that will, that that's how you stop the bigger paradigms from taking over in the world, like the toxic paradigms. And so we ask ourselves, like, what happens when, you know, when we face our fears? Will I survive? Will I make it through? Well, I can tell you that I survive every day. That's what it feels like sometimes, literally, especially now. It feels like we're like surviving the days. And I make it through every day, despite whatever fears come up. And some days, no fears come up. And, and, and some days are way easier than others. Some days I feel on top of the world. And those days I cherish more than anything in my life. Because let's face it, we live in a world of duality. And duality is the name of the game. But it keeps things interesting. And it shows us the contrast that we need to see and decide where do we want to go next. This is only the beginning. And I hope that you join me on this powerful journey. Thank you so much for listening to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. If you loved this episode and this podcast, make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as Channel for Grace, and you can discover a world of amazing offerings on my website. If you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn what it means to discover your inner sacred feminine, if you're curious about the current astrology and how it's affecting you, if you want private readings of astrology and tarot, or or if you're looking for awesome jewelry designs and zodiac themes jewelry, then please check out my website, channelforgrace.guru. I will see you soon on my next episode. Mm-hmm.